This is After the Bell Rings, a podcast brought to you by the Triad School District in Troy, Illinois. In this series, you'll hear about what your kids are learning, how they're learning, and ideas to strengthen the school-home partnership. Here's Amy Van Hoos. Welcome to After the Bell Rings. I'm Amy Van Hoos, and this is episode 10. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about state testing. State testing is required by both state and federal law. The Partnership for Assessment of Readiness for College and Careers, better known as PARC, is a state assessment and accountability measure for Illinois students enrolled in a public school district. PARC assesses the new Illinois learning standards and will be administered to grades 3 through 8 in English language arts and mathematics. Tests are administered so families know how their child is progressing toward college and career readiness and for districts to know if the curriculum they've chosen to teach their students aligns to the state learning standards and if it's working or if they need to make adjustments. My guests today, Carrie Roberts and Laura Michael, are going to help explain this test, how our district uses them, and how we can make sure together that your child is ready. So hi, Carrie. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi. Uh, Carrie is a 2015 graduate from SIUE, and Laura is a 2010 graduate of SIUE. They are both fourth grade teachers at Henning Elementary. So ladies, uh, you've given the test for this past couple of years, and Park actually hasn't been around all that long either. We've gone through some changes in the state, but we're knowing a lot more about Park now that we've seen it for a few years and we have a better idea of how to prepare in the school and how parents can prepare at home. So although we know that every teacher is different, what are some things that teachers do to help prepare students for the tests? Uh, one of the things that we do is um, we like to u- utilize the practice test um, on the Chromebooks to make sure that students have seen the test and they know um, kind of what it's going to look like going in. There are a lot of times that students have to switch back and forth between two texts or use the scroll bar to make sure that they um, read the entire text before they answer the questions. So it's helpful for them for them to see what that looks like in advance. Another thing we like to do is actually practice um, extended response and make sure that they're answering questions completely and going through all the steps of um, different ways that they could answer the questions. So uh, Carrie, also when we say extended response, that's a little bit different than when parents took these kind of standardized tests way back when. Our Our extended response now is in addition to multiple choice. So a student might have a multiple choice question on a passage and then they're asked to explain their reasoning in math or they're asked to write maybe a, a brief essay or a journal entry or a short story in the reading or English language arts test. So preparing students for an extended response, as Carrie was saying, is something new that we worked through the last couple years in in the district, but um, everything's getting a little bit easier with that, and we have better ideas of how to prepare children now. Yeah, and one of the other things that we like to practice on the practice test is um, making sure that they know how to find and use the tools that are available to them. So, for example, there are things like a protractor where they're going to have to measure angles, and so they need to know how to use the protractor on the computer versus how they just use the actual protractor in class. Um, Some of the other features that they use are an answer eliminator where they can use the process of elimination and eliminate questions that they know um, are not going to be the correct answer so that they can look at just what they have left before they decide on a final answer. Those are all great tools. And another thing, all of the practice that we do, we are helping to prepare kids for 
the test, but we also are using everything that the kids have learned throughout the year and just focusing it more on and how to take a test. Because, I mean, let's face it, tests are going to be part of our kids' lives. College entrances require tests that kids have to take. So starting to learn some of these skills at an early age is helpful for the kids, and we can do it in a very authentic way. Right. In addition to all of the practice that we're doing right now, immediately before park begins, we also, like you said, we practice all year long by doing things like IXL, um, which has math and language arts questions, and it lists all the skills that we aim to cover within a year. This is something students can practice at home, and we definitely leave time for that during the school day as well. Um, Fourth and fifth grade at Henning, at least, are doing an IXL bingo, which touches on some of the skills that we learned about early in the year and students may have forgotten so to go back and review those but it's also hitting the things that we might not get to when the beginning of april rolls around there's a lot of school year left when park happens so um, i saw that actually this morning in a couple of the other buildings too yeah students were super engaged i even had a teacher say she's had to make a whole nother bingo board just because the kids were already done with it they were so excited to practice some of these skills that they had already done throughout the year or skills that we teach after park happens, but our kids are still assessed with. So it's a way to kind of prep them and um, make them feel like they have at least an idea of what they're doing when they get into that test. They don't start to get very nervous because they don't know the skill yet. Right, yeah, we don't want them to be surprised by something if we can help that. Um, We do a lot in language arts especially, but also in math as we reword problems with rereading and highlighting, underlining important information. And then they can use those tools on the test to help them do that as well. Um, We do that in our daily practice, and you see that on PARC, and they need that for PARC to go back and look at a text uh, for the answers. Um, We'll number paragraphs or lines to um, help kids be specific in supporting their answers with evidence from the text instead of just stating an answer. Um, We use technology frequently in our classrooms through Chromebooks. Well, I know some classrooms may have an iPad or tablet as well, Um, and this just helps kids become more familiar with typing responses and um, and reading a text online. It's so different on a screen versus in a book that we would typically use or on a piece of paper. And just to become, the more comfortable they are with using a Chromebook and to type an answer, the better it will be since park is timed and they'll need to manage that as we go through. So all of those strategies that we teach in class uh, apply to park. Right, they've been doing them all year, and technology has just become more abundant in Triad, too. So I think our kids are becoming much more comfortable with reading on a computer and typing on a computer. So that should all be good and helpful and um, productive for our kids. So that's a lot about what we do in school to prepare, kind of in a two-minute nutshell there. (laughs) But what are some ideas for what parents can say to their kids when they're about to take this test, because it can be a little nerve-wracking and scary when they start to really think about this test. Yeah, I think even unintentionally, so much stress can be put on students in a way or they can really build up this anxiety about taking a big test, and it is an important assessment. Um, I think the most important thing parents can tell their kids is to just do their best work and take their time. While, yes, it is a time test so they don't have all the time in the world if they're going through and rushing they won't be doing their best work so try not to stress about it try not to freeze up just remind them to do their best that's all they can do and most kids do finish in that a lot of time right they do they're, most kids finish with 10 to 15 minutes left so mm-hmm. slowing down a little bit 
unless you know your child is a very slow worker, slowing down a little bit is probably just fine. Yes. And as teachers, we remind students of this as well, but coming from a parent can can only help remind your, your child to answer every question, even if they don't know it or they don't think they know it, especially if it's an extended response, put down something, make their best guess, because they could get partial credit for an extended response, even if they have the incorrect answer, attempting to answer would be better than just leaving it blank because they don't know. And remembering that they can put a flag on those answers so if they need to skip it and come back, Park has that feature so they can go on to something else and come back to it. Um, just remembering to keep it positive. Um, use positive reinforcement for your kids and just remember to encourage, encourage, encourage. One thing I like to let my class know of and um, and I think it's just a good way of viewing it is that we can view Park as a chance to show everything that we do know. And it's not a spot where we highlight what we don't know. It's just to remind the students that this is your chance to to shine and to show everything you learned this year. And that's a great way to think about it, too. I think it's motivating for the kids because when they start, then all of a sudden they're not as worried and they are they're ready to show how they've learned this year and especially that part where they have to write the essays or the typing absolutely it gives them a little bit more of a, a reason to go mm-hmm. and do that so what are some ways that parents can also help on the day of the test or that testing week what can they do well i would say other than encouraging them at home and reminding them to do their very best um, just make sure that they're getting plenty of sleep Um, If there's ever a week to make sure that they're well rested, it's park week. Um, And make sure that they eat breakfast that morning. I mean, we know kids can't focus as as well if they haven't had something to eat or if they're wearing clothes that are uncomfortable for them. So make sure that they're wearing comfortable clothes. Um, It's also really important that they arrive to school on time. Right. Testing starts right away. I mean, a lot of classes will start right at nine o'clock. So if Mm -hmm. our kids are late, sometimes it can push our test back or it can be disruptive. Or if a child walks in at nine o'clock and has to walk straight into a testing situation and doesn't have that few minutes to uh, gather themselves, it can it can be a little stressful. So being on time is important. And another thing is if it can be at all avoided, just try not to schedule appointments during testing time to avoid having to have the student make up the test during a different time. Although we practice all year for uh, mastery of our standards and I mean really that's what park is it's checking for mastery of our standards so while teachers are practicing all year for this mastery there are some resources that we can use to help master the standards and we don't have that much more time before park now but they're worth checking out and maybe trying a few of these because once park is over we still will have another state test next year and these are all things that you can do over the summer and next year So do you have a couple ideas for us, Carrie? I I think one of the most important resources that students can um, utilize at home would definitely be IXL. The students should have been given logins at the beginning of the year, and if you don't know it, you could always contact your child's teacher and find out how they can get on and practice these skills at home. Um, Like Laura said, with the bingo board, we have um, all of these skills that the students are sure to see on the park test, and it kind of helps them feel a little bit more comfortable if they know that they can do well on these skills. Um, another thing is sometimes there's a disconnect between um, how students feel or how students read a text if it's in a book versus if it's on a computer screen. So um, there are websites like ReadWorks that students can get on and read texts online and answer questions to practice reading and answering questions on the online format. And while neither one of those are going to magically 
transform a child in the one month that we have before park or the three weeks that we have for before park they're all great places to practice over the next next year even before the state testing happens again and we are going to link those resources on our website after the along with a few other resources that you can go to the website to find so last question how does testing help teachers in our district why does the state and why does our government have us do this why how can it be helpful to us well we look at our scores as a building as a district as grade levels district-wide to as we mentioned earlier to really check and see is what we're doing working are we reaching our kids to the level that we need to is our curriculum touching on all the standards and allowing our students to master them so if we see areas that are lower across the board, we realize, oh, well, we might need to change something there and, and find a way to improve. Um, we can also access individual student data. If there's a student struggling in a particular area, that can allow the teacher, especially at the beginning of the year, to know how to best help that student and find ways to um, focus their practice, maybe where they know they'll need to step, the teacher will need to step in and give some extra help and assistance. We have a lot of data in this district. We, we do this park test and then we take map data and we have our assessment data in within the classroom so park is really just one more piece of data it's not a decision maker for us but it is really nice to have multiple pieces of data and multiple views so everything that laura just said it's absolutely true park can be helpful as that extra piece of data for us helps us drive our decisions right i think it sort of can confirm some things where map is not timed so maybe a student did well in a certain area on map, but if they didn't on park, maybe it was because of the time or something you know, like that. So there are a lot of factors that can go into it. I think our district having those multiple resources can be really helpful. And then this year, we use our park data to create action plans within each grade level at each building, and that helped drive some of the instruction that was given in the classrooms. Laura, do you have a little inform- more information about that? Our grade level, for example, we realized across the board for us, um, vocabulary was an area that we wanted to focus on for language arts. So um, we made sure to make that our focus as teachers. We made a plan that as we read through text to, to focus on those vocabulary words and provide more activities for students there. Also for math, we were going to focus on measurement. So we've sprinkled in some activities as uh, the year has progressed to get students more familiar with it. Measurement is in one of the last chapters of our math curriculum. So when we get there, it's usually after park. So it would make sense that that's an area that's low for us. But knowing that, we know we need to focus on it so the kids are prepared, so they're not surprised, so they have some prior information and knowledge coming in. Well, thank you, ladies. The triad testing window will start right after spring break at Triad Middle School the week of April 3rd, and elementary school will start the following week on April 9th. We will test students all week, both of those weeks, so please make sure that you're following all of those suggestions, eating breakfast, getting a good night's sleep those weeks because it is very important to your students' performance. I want to thank my guests, Laura and Carrie, again for joining us. And remember that you can find all of our information at afterthebellrings.org. You can follow us on Facebook, and you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Android Podcast, and on Stitcher. We will see you next time. You've been listening to After the Bell Rings. Our mission is to strengthen the school-home partnership. For show notes 
to contact us, and for more information, visit afterthebellrings.org.